Interview practice time. Let's go, D-Boys guy. It's been a long time. Welcome to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. James here, coming at you with a solo show and Lumber ALT Insider episode number 094, actually. How you guys doing out there? It's been a long time. It's been interview month. is now over. We're in February, so I thought it'd be a good chance to do a solo show with just me, giving some stuff, spitting the stuff, spitting the news. Not spitting the news, actually. But uh, yeah, so I put a post on my Facebook page, which if you're not following, please go follow it, ALT Insider on Facebook. And I asked, what solo show do you want to hear? And I asked four things. I asked an interview show about Jet. I asked about things to get ready about leaving Japan, uh, school events, question and answer, and or other suggestions. And I got some answers here. And, then, you know, obviously the, the one everyone wanted the most was school events. But since, <laughs> thanks for your vote, of course, but since we're in the thick of Jet interview season, and it's almost going to be end over soon, I know some people are having their interview today, yesterday, next week, so... I want to get that out this time. Next week will be an interview show with a really cool interview. And then after that, we'll get to the school events project. And all these actually, all these uh, ideas are from someone that sent in their, their suggestions for a podcast show on my email. So if you ever have suggestions for email and they're good, we can have a show about them. And this is one of those, epi- this is one of those ideas that I got sent. So there you go. Um, last week, I've been helping a lot of people with jet interviews, practice interviews, um, you know, going through, going through the SAP, going through the resume, making, you know, some questions they might hear. It's been a lot of fun for me. I know there's a lot of people out there that are interviewing like today or tomorrow, so I'm really I'm really nervous for them. I'm hoping you do good. Good luck out there. You know, stay calm, be confident. You got this. You know, be be confident in yourself. Be confident in your reasons to go to Japan. Why you want to go to Japan. The the things you did to get ready. Be confident in all that stuff and go and do an awesome interview. But uh, so we're, I know we're entering end, we're kind of ending the interview season. But if you'd like directed personalized practice, you know, based on your statement of purpose, based on your resume, and obviously your jet. ALT Insider Resume Review.com, and we can see if we can't help you out there. Um, helping, we're helping a lot of people this season, and uh, you know, I hope to help you if you need it. If you don't need it, that's cool too. But um, so um, today's episode is based on is, is is focused at those jets that are about to take the interview. So if you're not a jet, my apologies. This episode is not for you. You know, I, I gotta go with the times. Though. I think you can understand that, right? Like I gotta go with the ALT calendar. So this month in the ALT calendar, it's all about jet interviews. Um, kind of the the year is rounding out for ALTs that are as in schools right now. You know, it's getting to almost the magical like uh, time when you finish the textbook, so you have a lot of extra time to do whatever class you want. Sometimes that time's coming up. Some people have an episode about that soon. But right now, the hot topic is jet interview. So that is what this episode is going to be all about. So how I wanted, how I wanted to break this episode down is into ten common mistakes I found with you know in the last two weeks for me helping people get ready for their interview. There's 10 common mistakes that almost everyone has 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 made to some kind of degree. I'm not going to get into like the body language kind of stuff because, I mean, obviously I'm not, I, I can't really feel someone's body language when we do this uh, practice on Skype. But uh, so this is more about like answers to questions, how they kind of are kind of presenting themselves, not but not in the body language realm, okay? So I'm not going to say how to walk and all that kind of stuff. There's other sites for that. This is more about how you answer the questions, how you kind of are presenting the information you want to present while you're getting asked questions. Um, before I get into it, let's go. Uh, the show notes page will be at ANT Insider forward slash podcast 96. So if you want to see all the links to stuff I mentioned here, head on over there. Or you can, of course, alternatively 
go to altinsider.com forward slash the podcast. Uh, oh, uh, before we get into the show again, I'm almost five minutes in here getting into the show. Um, January was the most listened to month of the podcast. So thanks for that, people who sharing it around for, um, you know, letting people know about it if you are or just the show is spreading itself. I don't know, but that's cool. The the show has got as big as it's ever been was uh, January, most listens it's ever gotten. So that was pretty cool. Thanks for that. Um, so let's get into it. The top 10 common mistakes I found when helping people get ready for their interview in the last three weeks. So this is, you know, this is this is fresh stuff. This is hot. This is a hot topic right now. So see how long it takes to burn through those, those 10. Uh, number one and kind of the most common one, I think, is just talking too fast. Okay, so I know you're going to get excited. It's going to be a nervous experience. You're going to be nervous. You want to say a lot of stuff. Um, you know, the question... You, you, I know it, ha- it can happen easily when you get it. There's a question, kind of you know the answer. You, oh, I got a good way to answer this question. It kind of makes you speed up, kind of. But that can just lead to them not understanding you, especially if you might have an accent, you know, or you might not be a native, native speaker. It's, it's never too. It's never a bad idea to slow down. You know, talk to a normal pace, of course, but just check yourself every once in a while. Am I talking too fast right now? Slow yourself down. Talk to it at a normal pace. It makes you also seem more in control, right? It seems like make you seem like. You're a confident person in control of the situation. You don't have to talk so fast. You know what you're going to say, and it's going to come out in a natural speed. Number one is talking too fast. Number two is not smiling enough. So, you know, it's important to remember that these people, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to work in the same company as the people that are interviewing you. So, of course, they're going to want to interview someone that they think is a cool person, right? Someone that they want to hang out with, that they want to, even though they might probably want to ever hang out with you, but they, you want to, they want to hire someone that they think is, you know, a nice person, you know? So, smiling is good you know don't think it has to be in there like a you know a, a, it's a it's a funeral in there you have to be so serious you know it's okay to laugh it's okay to smile if you get them to laugh i always i think there's a high correlation of you know a, a, a successful interviews are are if you can make them those people laugh i think it's a it raises your percentage of getting hired immensely tremendous i was gonna say stupendously but it, it still works actually stupendously i'm gonna change it to that it raises your chance of getting hired stupendously so don't think you have to be like deathly serious in there of course they ask a serious question you got to answer it seriously or unless you maybe can slip a joke in there i don't know but smile is a good idea especially when you first get in there say hey what's up you know frederick how you doing frederick hey how you guys doing i'm fred (laughs) i'm frederick (laughs) my great acting skills i have to change it to say i'm frederick oh how you doing today frederick come on in oh hi guys how you guys doing nice smile on your face it's good if your name's frederick out there leave me leave me a comment or something because that's cool hey frederick um yeah so not smiling enough number one Talking too fast. Number two, not smiling enough. Okay, number three. Number three is, um, kind of goes in line with that one actually, but kind of being too stiff, I wanted to say. So being too stiff means like you hear the question, you you look kind of look like a robot, right? So I ask the question, you sit there, okay, I got the question, now I'm going to answer the question. Well, I joined the JET program because of this. And you, you know, I know your, your answers might be great, but if it comes out kind of stiff, it doesn't seem natural and it kind of can feel like, okay, well, she's, she's prepared all her answers like that. It's not really... If they can tell you prepared your answers, it's not good, right? Even if in preparing your answers is fine at some some level, I, I I'll get to that later. But uh, try not to be a robot about it, right? Come off natural. I got the question. Here's my answer to the question. Don't be a robot and standing still. Like, okay, I got that question. I wanted to go to Kyoto because I want to see the beautiful shrines, and like you know, okay, next question. You know, don't be like that. Loosen up before you get in there. Before you get in that in that in that room, just I don't, before you like, it's almost your turn to go up there. Move your body around. Don't sit still. I think it's good to like you know get one stretch in there. Don't go crazy because there is might be someone in that room in the waiting room that is like watching what you're doing. So don't go crazy and start doing you know jumping jacks. But get a good easy stretch out there. Make sure you're loose. Walk in there confident, but not a robot either. Um, 
number number four here. Number four is um, the most common question. I'm erasing my list here. Um, number four of big things that someone do that people do as a little mistake is um, you know trying to memorize answers. I touched on that before, but trying to memorize answers. So I think it's definitely important to know some questions, have an idea of the questions that might come your way. Maybe get some bullet points in your head of things you want to say, but memorizing I don't th- I think memorizing does more harm than good actually because I, what I've in my experience with the people that I'm helping it makes it, it kind of can do two things right so of course first you can say the answer you exactly memorize it and said it but then it makes you seem like a robot or it can make you depressed or panic when you can't think of the exact thing you're trying to remember and it just leads to bad time right so you kind of you dig yourself a hole that you can't get out of you're like I'm supposed to say something about you know I want to go I want to be a part of the school but then I said something you know it just can lead to things that you don't it can lead to you going down a path that you don't know where the path's going to lead to and you might say something weird or kind of just seem weird. Like if you're trying to, if you if you memorize an answer, of course it's all written out perfectly. But if you start down that path and then you kind of, oh, I forget what I'm going to go, it gets awkward at the end, you know, because like you don't, there's no point because you didn't say what, what you memorized. So I think it's better just to have bullet points. Things, okay, if they ask about this, this is what I'm going to say, that kind of thing. Don't try to memorize your answer word for word because I think that does more harm than good in the end with how the answers actually come out. Um... Number five, we're burning through this thing. Number five or number four, if you remember. Well, we'll check it out. I'll check the, I'll check, I'll edit it out if it's wrong. But uh, next one is, you know, when you're asked about, you know, one of the most common questions I think everyone I've asked definitely says they've, they've been asked or they asked themselves was, why did you choose the JET program? Alternatively, they might ask, why Japan? But why did you choose the JET program is a very popular question. So sometimes people, take this question as why do you want to come to Japan which is not the right answer right so it the real answer is the real answer is why did you choose a jet program and not some other way to get to Japan it's not about why Japan you know so be sure to answer that question you know in the best of your ability it's not like a deal breaker if you, if you actually describe why you want to go to Japan but that's not the question they asked right so why jet so give specific answers of why jet and the kind of common stock answer is like well the cultural <laughs> being a cultural ambassador instead of just a teacher is something that I'm really excited about I think I want to learn more about the Japanese culture and also share a lot of my culture with the Japanese students. That and I think Jet gives me the best opportunity to do that more than any other other way to, get to teach in Japan. Actually, or of course you could say an answer like it ties in with your career goals way better because you know Jet has a lot of, like more career opportunities afterwards. You know I can be a part of the alumni association things like that. Things that give a reason why Jet and not not interact. Not which is another which is a dispatch AT company. Why you want to be in the Jet program? Not just why you want to go to Japan. Next, not having questions at the end. So this is an easy one you can get rid of, that you should not even worry about it at, at all, right? So they're not asking you to give you questions for us. Every interview does, every every job interview, not everyone. A lot of job interviews end with that, right? So you should never not have a question here. And to be sneaky, they should always be disguised as kind of, as kind of good points. And you can't be too obvious. Like, what if I'm like just, <laughs> what if I'm just an awesome teacher and they want me to stay more than five years? What can I do? You know, don't be stupid about it. I mean, that'd be kind of funny, but don't, don't do that. You know, say, ask a question like, you know, I would love to start an English club, but, you know, I know not every school has one. So is it really hard if I wanted to start my own club? How could I, how would I go about doing that? That's a good one. Like it shows you want to work in your school more. You want to be a part of the students' lives more. You know, it's a kind of a sneaky good one. Another one I thought of here is like, you know, I really want to keep snowboarding. I really want to keep snowboarding. You know, I, I know I said I want to go to Kaido as my preferred location. And, you know, I hope I can buy a snowboard. I mean, think of me, how difficult would it be to buy a snowboard there, you know, and things like that. How, how difficult would it be to buy a used snowboard? Because I don't want to spend a lot of money, but do you think I can pick up a used one easily or do you have any experience with that? And, like, that shows that you know you want to keep your hobbies going. You know you're not just going to sit in your room all day when it's cold and snowing out there in Hokkaido and you, you don't have a lot of classes to do or something, you know. 
It shows you want to continue your hobbies, which is a good thing. So ask a question that is disguised as a good point about you being on the JET program. Um, I gave up on numbers because the number we're on, but I'll I'll edit it in maybe if, I, if I'm not too lazy. Uh, next one is trying not to be trying to not be yourself. So this kind of is a, is a is a kind of a big one, but don't try to answer what you think they want to hear. I mean, of course, sometimes if you're if the reason you're into Japan is actually literally you know erotic manga, you don't want to say erotic manga, but also hiding it to the total extreme and saying like well I love the history of Japan when that's not at all true makes might make your answers not not sound good either if you're not a great actor or you can't you know have experience like with you know lying I guess but try to be being yourself is important and I think being yourself makes the best interview experience for the people that are interviewing you as well because you know there's no kind of acting you know you just you're just talking and that's what if you get to that kind of talking situation it feels like you're having to talk that's a great interview so Try to be yourself, and of course you can't say everything at yourself, you, 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 you pervert with the erotic manga, but if you, if you, you can still get most of you in there, right? You can still fit most of, being yourself, the, the best version of yourself in there, right? So, not that that's wrong to have your, the hobby you have, but if that is your hobby, I wouldn't say that in an interview, but you can say other things like, I really love manga, so I got really interested in that, I want to kind of learn about how to draw it better myself, hopefully I can join a manga club or something like that, you know? There's ways to, to, to say it in the best way while you're still being totally yourself, which I think is the best way to go about it. Um, another big one is uh, n- answering questions without somehow tying in how they make you a good jet. So, like, for example, there's great, there's some, you know, some good answers to questions that, that you can say. Like, uh, let me think of a quick one here. Like, for example, mm, name an item you'd bring to describe your home country. So you could, of course, say, like, well, I'm from Alaska, so I bring a snow I bring snow what are those things called it looks like a tennis racket you put in your shoes snowshoes okay I bring a small snowshoe to show I bring a small snowshoe because snow is really a big thing in Alaska so that's what I bring now you could say that right it's not a horrible answer even though my version of it was very horrible you could actually say that it's no big deal right so it's a fine answer but would take it to the next level would be like Maybe show it in front of the class and say, you know, what's this? And see if any students know what it was. I'm sure they might not. And then, or I could maybe ask everyone to draw a picture of a snowshoe. What do they think a snowshoe is? And have them draw a picture. And then I bring out the real one and see what they think about that. So I did the same thing. I answered the question saying I'd bring a snowshoe. But I also gave examples of what I would do with that snowshoe that shows that you are being a great teacher of your students. I'm trying to say more S words because I said like 20 in a row there. Bring a shoe to show your students how stupendous you can be as a student teacher. Now, you're not a student teacher, but there you go. If you have a chance, tie in every answer to how it makes you a good teacher, how it makes you a good jet, how it makes you a good culture ambassador. Not, and not, not every answer is this possible. Not every question is this possible. They ask you where you want to go. You know, I want to go to Kyoto because blah, blah, blah. Uh, that one you could actually tie it in. You could say, I hope to visit there, you know, in my time on jet on the weekend sometime or something like that you could <laughs> there's some questions you can't tie it in but there's a lot of questions you can tie into being a good teacher being a good jet so keep that in mind and just in the back of your head is there a way I can answer you know, twist my questions to be answering why that also makes me a good teacher two left here I guess that makes that means we're on number nine and uh so this is the one that kind of came up a lot I think it's because of memorizing the questions but not answering the question asked so for example Happened a few times actually. My people I'm practicing with, like I would say, like, so you know, I see you want to go to um, 
I see you want to. I see you want to. Your your preferred placement is I don't know. Let's let's say Okinawa. So if you can't choose Okinawa, what other three places would you want to go? And then the person would answer with, "Well, I recommend going to." And so like, I didn't ask where you recommend me go. I say, "Where do you want to go?" So little things like that. And I think it, it's based on the fact that sometimes people get prepare questions they're ready for, and when they ask a question in that same vein, they assume, "Oh yeah, that's this question. I know that answer." So be careful with that. Listen to the question. Answer the question asked. And there's nothing more to say about that than that. You know, listen to the question. Look while they're talking to you. Look them in the eyes. Listen to the question and answer the question. Number 10, last one today. Um, They're not in any particular order, but um, there you go. Um, Number 10 is not slipping in your best points. So what I mean by that is you can't choose the questions they ask you, right? But you can choose what you say to them. So if you have some points that make you an awesome jet or a great person they definitely want to hire, you want to have them in your back of your mind. Say, at some point, I want to slip these in. So even if they don't ask the kind of questions you're expecting, there's usually a time when you can kind of slip in a fact that you might want to say. Like, for example, let's say you want to, let's say you went to graduate school as an English, English as a second language teacher, but they don't really ask about your education. If they ask you a question about, I don't know, what would you do for an intro lesson? You could say, well, you know, I learned I learned in my master's education course, say it a little bit smoother than that, but I learned in my, oh, I, I actually took a class on that in my master's course. It was about how to, in, the best way to introduce people is by having them introduce themselves first or something like that. I made that up totally on top of my head. But there's ways to slip in your best points, even if they don't ask specifically about them. So let's say they don't ask you about your international experience, but you've had like 20, you've been like 20 countries and taught in like, I don't know, 57 countries. I guess that would mean you've been to 57 countries too, but don't get stuck in the details here. So you've been you've been 57 countries, but they never ask you about your international experience. So you can definitely slip in if they say like, what would you do if you, if a teacher, if you can't, the teacher and you aren't really understanding each other because, you know, you don't speak Japanese yet, so what would you do? You say, well, when I was in Greece, um, you know, I had this situation happen a lot where people couldn't understand me. And I would just really turn to hand gestures and trying to maybe, if there's could, I would draw a picture of it or kind of, talk slow as I can to hopefully they make sure they understand me and I'll really make sure that we can find a way to get our meaning across before just walking away I wouldn't just walk away from the situation I'll wait until we kind of understand each other fully something like that slip in you know your best points now I just slip in I sl- slipped in the fact that I've been to Greece you know and that, like I've been to a million countries so I wanted to make sure they knew that and I, and I said that you know don't be afraid to slip in your best points while you're still answering the question of course because you can't don't want to forget Another one of my points was be sure to answer that question. Okay. All right. So that's a quick rundown here. Let me go through the 10 I wrote here. Number one was talking too fast, which I do myself on these podcasts. I hope I didn't do it this episode. Talking too fast. Make sure you have a calm, confident voice speed. And that is not too fast. Um, number two was explaining about why Japan instead of why jet. So when they ask why you want to be on the jet program, don't answer why Japan. I answer why jet, of course. It's not a deal breaker if you do, but just keep that in mind. Number three is trying to memorize answers. It's not a bad thing, but it can lead to some some sticky situations if you have a whole paragraph of answer you want to say and you kind of can't remember at that time and then things go awry, as they say. So trying to memorize answers might be not be a bad idea. It might be a bad idea. I, I recommend bullet points of things you definitely want to say, your best points you definitely want to hit on. Number four was not having questions at the end. Always have a question at the end, a question or two, actually, and always ask questions that are disguised as good points. Remember my English club one was a perfect one? I'd love to start an English club, but I know it's not every school has one. You know, how hard is it is it to start a club if I want to start one myself? Something like that. Feel free to steal all these, by the way. 
Um, number five is, you know, trying not to be yourself. So this is, again, trying to be someone else. It's always more natural and easier to do an interview when you're just trying to be yourself. Even if you like erotic manga, you can still tie in be yourself by saying, I love manga and I want to join a club. I want to go to manga clubs, something like that. Be yourself. Number six, not answering how, not answer, not answering how you're <laughs> answering questions without saying how it ties into being a good jet or a good teacher. So this is easy. Oh, another thing to keep in the back of your mind. I want to tie in as many answers as I can into how it makes me be a good jet, how it makes me be a good, you know, cultural ambassador. Same with your statement of purpose, actually. If I, whenever I give it some people advice for a statement of purpose, you want to tie in, tie it into how it makes you be a good jet. Don't just give the answer. If there's a chance to tie it into how it makes you a good teacher, of course you want to say that. Or how it makes you a good jet, not just teacher, because that's being a teacher is only part of it. Um, number seven was not answering the question asked. Be sure to listen to the question, answer the question that they ask. Don't kind of, oh yeah, that's the question I studied, and then just answer that question because it might not be the one they asked. Uh, number eight is my my biggest one is don't freak, not slipping in your best point. So you know, keep your best two or three points in in your back of your mind, and when they ask a question, that you can kind of slip it in there. Make sure you slip it in. That's what she said. Um, number nine. You know, not smiling enough. This is an easy one, but some people overlook it because they're nervous because they want to, you know, their their future is on the line here. Just smile, have a good time. If everyone has a good time, there's a great chance you're going to get hired. And number 10, just being too stiff. So kind of just like being being smi- not smiling enough. It means, you know, don't be too stiff up there. That's what she said again. You want to make sure that you're not you're not a robot. So sit, sit, sit there confidently, you know. I'm sitting in my chair here like I want you to sit, even though you can't see me. Don't be too stiff. Be loose. Before you get in there, do a little stretching it out. You know, stretch it out and then go in there and do a great interview. I know you can do it. So that's it. My 10 things that common mistakes I found in the last three weeks of helping people get ready for their JET program interview. Again, if you would like some personalized help, head on over to ALTInsiderResumeReview.com. We can help you get ready for your interview. If not, if you've already helped you, all the people have already helped, Good luck to you. I'm hoping so much that you get in because everyone I talk to has great reasons they want to be on the JET program. And you're the exact teachers they are looking for, so I hope they can do it. And if you're one of those teachers too out there, I wish the best of luck to you. Be confident. Be yourself. Don't talk too fast. Show them the reasons why you are going to be a great JET and you have a great chance of being in there. So next week, I'll be back at you with the interview that is a very interesting one, one we've never done on the show before. And I'm hoping you enjoyed that. If you didn't, let me know. If you have any, you know, uh, show suggestions, James at altinsider.com. Hit me up on Twitter, James altinsider fy. Hit me up on Facebook, altinsider Facebook. I'm always there for you. And until next week, you know what to do. Have more fun. See you. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit altinsider.com. See you next time.